to the Forerunners Podcast. Let's get right into part two of our interview with Andrea Lemcooler, co-owner of Point Two Running Company. All right, we're back after our short break with Andrea. Um, so we're going to talk all about Point Two this episode. Um, so to begin with, let's talk a little bit about your team because I know that they have have a special place in your heart, and I know you're very appreciative of them. Of them. So uh, tell us a little bit about them. Okay, so um, I have an amazing team, um, all kinds of people that work there. Um, but I think I was trying to think of the ways that they're similar. They're all just super encouraging, welcoming, kind people. Um, and so I, I've talked with Lee about this before. I feel like just looking at the team and the people that I've been able to bring on it, I really consider that some of my greatest success, just having those people um, to work alongside. Yeah, awesome. I know I've had some really positive and memorable interactions with with several people in there. I, I like... Um, I like when I run into Ray. I like interacting with Ray on social yeah. media. I um, have had some really great conversations with uh, Andrea McHugh, mm-hmm. um, who is a, a fascinating runner. Yeah, she runs a little bit. Yeah, yeah she I, just, yeah. A li- just a little, just a little bit. bit. It's all right. We're gonna couple, yeah. A couple thousand miles. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, let's talk about some of the apparel and shoes that you guys yeah. highlight because that is some of the um, that is some of the the things that you can't find really anywhere else in the area. Mm-hmm. So um, when, it, when it comes to apparel, I know you guys carry uh, a company called Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit a little bit about them. Yeah, so they're a California-based company founded by women. Um, really nice, high-quality apparel. Um, it's done really well in our store, and I both of our stores. And I think it's just, you can't find it everywhere, and once you wear it and you see the design and just the way it fits, um, it just, you just love it. You keep coming back for it. Yeah. And now there's another company mm-hmm. that uh, makes apparel for women. Yes. And I want to say it right. I'm uh-huh. going to give it a shot before okay. you tell me how to okay. say it. I think it's called Weasel. It's Wazel. It's very close. No, I appreciate that effort. It was really, really close. Um, yeah, so another, um, you know, founded by women company, of course, awesome. for women's apparel. Um, and yeah, you again, you can't find it everywhere. Once you get it, you love it. They make a lot of like nice casual pieces too. So mm-hmm. like I have something from them that I'll just throw on after a run or when I'm going to work. So they've got got some nice offerings too. Yeah, I've seen. Um, I know, I know a couple athletes who are ambassadors for for Rabbit. Oh yeah. And I think I know of one or two that are Wazel. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Oh yep, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I know a couple couple of them too. Um, but they have not only these these athletes talk about how comfortable they are, but they look cool too. Yeah. Rabbit has some really really good looking stuff. They do. So um, now, when it comes to shoes, you guys carry a brand that you can't really find very many places, and yeah. I think it's a Swedish brand, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, Zurich, Switzerland, is where it's where it's from. So on running shoes. I love them. I actually have some on right now. Okay. I have some on shoes on. But um, yeah, so I, we brought that brand in probably about five years ago at this point. Um, They're different in that they have these like little hollow rubber clouds on the bottom. And Mm -hmm. so when you're running, you're going to have a firm takeoff and like a cushioned landing. And their whole thing is that your, your shoe is um, more up in the air. It's less like 
um, so you're on the clouds. So you're yeah. running on the clouds. Yeah. And so there's um, a space between you and the ground. Exactly. Almost at all times. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, we brought those shoes in and I, I think people love them not only because they're comfortable, you put them on, you forget that you're wearing them, but they, they look cool too. Yeah, they do look so good. So you see a lot of people wearing them as casual shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. So what other really brand cool. running shoes do you guys carry? We've got um, nine different brands so we've got all the usual suspects so we've got you know brooks a6 saucony mizuno ultra um we just said um on of course mm -hmm. um i'm forgetting a few of them but we have kind of all the all the good stuff in yeah. there yeah yeah you guys have a, a plethora of choices when you walk up yeah, in there we hope so now i personally wanted to highlight some of these things that i really enjoy about point yeah. two the first one is rewards. Mm -hmm. Tell us about mm -hmm. those. Yeah, we got a pretty good rewards program. Great. So, okay, so let's roll in it out. So we wanted to have something that we could give back to everybody. Um, when you run a small business, you can lose yourself to, to discounts. You can just discount yourself and die. And so mm -hmm. I'd rather us have really healthy business and help everybody that walks through our doors. So most loyalty programs, if you look at like national brands, they're gonna give you two to 5% back and we give you 10% back. Mm. So what that means is, is that you come and shop with us, you get a point for every pre-tax dollar you spend, it adds up, your whole family can share that account, mm -hmm. never expires. When you get to a thousand points, you get $100 back. That's, so, that's a whopping amount cool. right there. Yeah, so if you shop with us, and there's things along the way. So, I mean, because we have people that are like, I'm gonna get one pair of shoes a year, and I don't wanna wait five years for a reward, and so we have some really fun things along the way. Um, we just did double points over Black Friday weekend, mm -hmm. um, so you're getting 20% back, and our customers love it. That's probably, when we take online orders, that's probably the number one note that I see is like, please add these points to my account. Yeah. Um, and so people people just love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Another great thing that you guys do is happy hour on Fridays, which actually isn't an hour. It's not, it's yeah. It's all hours of it's, the opening yeah. from open to close. It was, so we, I, this is, this was birthed because I heard like a, a Taco Bell ad about a happy hour and I was like, dang, if, if Taco Bell can have a happy hour, I feel like point two can. Yeah. Um, so for a while it was just the evening hours and then um, when we had to close due to COVID, we just we just made it all day long and we've just kept it like that. And people love it. They will just come and get like a, essentially like a picnic basket full of stuff yeah. um, for their long runs. And so, um, yeah, so we yeah. do that 20% off all so nutrition. 20% off all nutrition yeah. all day Friday. Yep. That is a big deal because I'll tell you this, when I got a long run, I go get my nutrition on Friday. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't like a, I generally just, um, pop in a store and come out yep. of it. So that's a that's a big deal, I think. So um, you guys have a couple partnerships. Um, I've seen you. You've actually got some new ones, I think. So you you guys run or you guys partner have partnered with some race companies. I know mm -hmm. you guys work close. You guys work very close with with flat out Jason Todd. Yeah. Um, I think some you guys share ambassadors, right? Mm -hmm. We do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How did that um, relationship develop? So we've worked with Flat Out for a very long time. Um, and I think the ambassador part was five or six years ago. Um, and there was actually a, another girl that was working there, Elizabeth, and we were kind of tossing around this idea 
um, and just kind of threw a net out. Like, we're gonna try this ambassador thing. We're gonna see how it goes. Um, and there's, there's just so much crossover between people that run flat out races and shop at our store. And we felt like that would just be a really cool offering for a group of people. Like here yeah. you can get some free races, you can get some great discounts on the stuff that you're gonna need for those races. Um, so we started doing that um, and just met really wonderful people throughout that process and you know have continued it year after year yeah. and it's hard it's hard to choose um but we've you know we've we've done pretty good along the way one of our original forerunners ryan carroll yeah he he's been an ambassador yeah i want you to know that i went one-on-one -on -one with him mm -hmm. in a race I saw that. and uh yeah. it wasn't close yeah. he really dominated me pretty bad yeah. so yeah i don't think i can sugarcoat that for you either like that was that was a really good race. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah he did. He maybe smoked you a little bit. Yeah, yeah he did good. smoke me a little bit. But yeah. I mean, it was that was good publicity for for point two. Yeah. You know? Point no, two I athlete crushes forerunners <laughs> podcast host. Yeah, we're so. not gonna recreate that today. That yeah. would I think it would go differently. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. I uh, I haven't raced anybody else one on one since Ryan. I just think maybe my <laughs> ego couldn't take it. <laughs> so I thought about I thought about asking Sika. But the reason I didn't is because I think her athletic body of work mm -hmm. or what she's shooting for is too important to race me and okay. twist an ankle. Right. Okay. I think I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for looking out for Sika. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's she's awesome. Yeah, she is. Um, and you guys work with her a little yeah. bit too. I think she told us that y'all were like some of the, the the first company to like actually like approach her and say hey yeah. we want to work with you as an athlete mm -hmm. so i think that's a good decision yeah i think so too i remember reaching out to her about that and it was right before she was um running one city which you know went pretty good for her yeah um oh, and yeah. so yeah but we've been really fortunate to connect with the people that we have so you know flat out has been like this natural partnership and i always want them to do good and i love what they do in our community um, I've gotten to know JNA a little bit better. Um, Ryan Conrad from over yeah. there. They're great people. Oh yeah. They do a great, they just do a phenomenal job as well. Um, you know, when I listened to, to Ryan's episode, I might have listened to the point two part like twice because it was so encouraging and it was like just so cool to hear, um, you know, some of the things that he was saying. Um, and he's, he's been a great supporter of us. Yeah. Um, and then just touching on Sika, um, I love everything that Sika stands for. Like, I just, um, she is doing such big, important things. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, she's gonna get her pro card. She's gonna, oh, yeah. She's gonna do all of it. And, um, she's such an example. And so, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a big fan of hers. I think everybody that's a listener of this podcast will know that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm, yeah. COVID 19. And um, it has affected the entire world, like kind of slowed everything down to a screeching halt, mm -hmm. especially in the beginning. And uh, being a part of the running community, we saw um, its effects pretty greatly because running in big running is so important to groups and communities. So, um, we saw races having to get canceled. We're still seeing races having to get canceled, and we're almost uh, eight or nine months into this. I think we're coming close to actually like COVID-19's birthday. So, um, but 
I know that it has affected small businesses greatly mm -hmm. and small businesses have had to adapt and you guys started adapting almost immediately so how have you guys overcome I know it's not totally I know it's not back to normal but what have you guys done to overcome the challenges that you're faced because of the face with because of the pandemic mm -hmm. so you know starting in March when everything happened um, the first thing that we had to do was was close our doors you know temporarily which was difficult um, yeah. it was a little scary I mean we'd opened Chesapeake less than a year before and we were kind of just getting going and, and we we paused there um, but what we did is we so I have a core team of, of people so I've got Ruthie Logan and Darlena and at the time I had Chris too Chris has gone back to school full-time but I had these people and we just started showing up every single day at work and trying to kind of figure out the next step that we had to take and everybody helped in some way of moving that forward so one thing that we did um, that really took off was we did this thing called the social distance challenge so it was a virtual um, event we partnered with Brooks Ruthie spearheaded that thought of that um, and it was it was we had over 200 people sign up yeah um, and people loved it and it was just this bright spot on Facebook because there was this private group and mm -hmm. so much chatter and cool metal like all the all the usual suspects for a fun you know virtual event mm -hmm. and then um, another thing that I had wanted so like it's funny now to kind of like look back on my goals at the beginning of the year for the store because you know a lot of stuff changed yeah but um, one of the things that I'd wanted to do was take and you know put everything online open up an online store and that went from being like a want to an absolute need. Yeah. So this is where Logan emerged. So we joke that we just had no idea about his capabilities, um, but Logan pretty much codes now. Like he just can figure all that stuff out. Um, and so we kind of researched different platforms um, and then he started kind of meticulously going through and adding all of our inventory and figuring out the processes that we needed in place. I am a big believer that this community wants to support our store and other small businesses. I think that my thing is I want to make it as easy as possible for people to do so. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of always looking for that next opening of what we can do. Um, but I credit my team for just like showing up every day and working hard. and. Man, I'm glad we like each other because yeah. when you're working in close spaces and you don't quite know what's happening next, it's I'm just so thankful that I have those people that we get to figure it out together. Mm -hmm. And you guys, eventually, when some of the restrictions started lifting, you guys went to appointment stuff. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. So we did that for a little bit. Um, and then we've kind of, I've tried as much as I can to really prioritize safety. We've, you know, we've done the mask thing the entire time. Um, and you know, I've like, you know, researched all the, the proper like COVID cleaning stuff. And so we eventually moved on from appointments to, um, a limited capacity yeah. and then we still, you know, follow all of those protocols, but we're, we're able right now for people to come and go as they choose, which yeah. is nice. Well, I've walked into point two and was greeted by an employee that was holding, uh, 
a paper towel and a, and a bottle to clean with. Yeah. So that it's I mean, not a prop. Like it's it's for real. Like we just constantly clean. Yeah, and it was coincidental, but yeah. you can tell y'all you guys are doing what yeah. what you can. We're so. trying. Yeah. Um, but it seems like you guys um, are staying afloat. Uh, one of the things that really sticks out about point two to me, and I didn't know it until Ryan Carroll kind of. If you listen to his podcast, he, he uh, alludes to the fact that you guys actually do a whole lot of stuff to give back to the, the local community and um, really on a broader scale than that. Um, so talk about using the business of point two to make the world a better place a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to preface that with saying that like when I started in this role, the only thing that I knew that I wanted was that I wanted to build a company that had a really positive culture. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted, for me, like I wanted, I don't know if you've ever like, and I'm going on a little bit of a rabbit trail, but just hang with me. Like, I don't know if you've ever gone somewhere, maybe like a restaurant and you've had great food, great environment. But the person that maybe is wait on you, waiting on you doesn't seem happy. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes something away, right? Like it's not quite the same. And so what I wanted is I wanted an environment where people, people enjoyed being at work. And so if they looked happy when they came in the front door, that made me feel like we were doing something right. So that's where I started. What I did not anticipate is how much I would enjoy the community aspect. This is my community. Like we started off by saying like, where'd you grow up? I grew up here. I've been here my mm-hmm. whole life. And so I remember early on, I met with my New Balance rep and um, and for real, like I learned everything the hard way from the ground up. Like I did not, like I've made a ton of mistakes along the way. One thing that he said stuck out to me. He said, you could be, your store could be like a beacon for the community. And I just liked that. Like I just liked the thought of like, yeah. We're going to be more than a retail store. I, I forever forget that we just, you know, we just sell shoes. I'm using quotes because um, I feel like you can do so much more than that. You can produce good. You can encourage people. You can give back locally. And I just think that's the right thing to do. So I'm really passionate about that. We call it point two priorities. Um, I like that, you know, some of it people know about. I like that some of it maybe we don't say as much. Um, yeah. But I, I hope that we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I hope that we we make that an element of everything that we do. Um, just really, I just want to do that. Yeah, I think I think it's a mark of a point two. Um, it's something that I'm noticing more and more that that you guys are doing. Um, some of my some of the things that have jumped out to me that you guys guys have done and I've actually participated in is during the pan during. I would say the height, but it's kind of, we kind of having a bounce back now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, during the early peak of the pandemic, you guys had said, hey, we want to, we want to really uh, help to brighten somebody who's had a dark, a dark time during the pandemic's life. And uh, we were able to nominate people. And I thought that was a really great thing. And you guys gave uh, like a kind of a gift, a, a gift basket or um, something that really, really did brighten. I, I personally know one of the people who, who got it. So I know for a fact that it was something that gave them a little bit of hope and 
brought them some joy in the midst of a really bad time for them. And so I thought that was really neat. And uh, one thing that, I, that I've seen literally this week that you guys did is during Giving Back Tuesday, uh, a portion of the sales from your store went to uh, two different organizations. One black men run mm -hmm. and one was black girls run. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was completely awesome. So what are some other charitable things that you guys have been involved in that really stand out to you? Some, maybe some of your favorite things that you've done. So I love, um, we, we typically are doing $5 5Ks. So we partner with um, all types of local nonprofits. So, um, you know, Boys and Girls Club, Youth Volunteer Corps. Um, we did um, Girls on the Run. We've done all these different things. And so you, as a runner, you pay $5 and you get a raffle ticket. So you can donate as much as you want, but it starts with $5. Um, you get this raffle ticket and we provide a bunch of different raffle prizes. We mark the route, you go on this little 5K run. Um, and then at the end, we usually have it at a restaurant so you can like hang out afterwards and mm -hmm. um, we raffle stuff off. And so we've been able to raise thousands of dollars for local organizations that way. Um, and, and you know, I have to say the runners in this community are really generous. And my experience has been that if you give them an opportunity to be generous, they just rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. And you know, we had a a food drive recently and so we worked with um, for our peninsula story worked with thrive peninsula and then we worked with um, another food bank closer to our chesapeake store so we're trying to like really figure out where are the needs in our our communities and so we we ran this food drive for a couple of weeks and we ended up uh, gathering enough for almost 400 meals nice just simple though like it's mm -hmm. and, and i think that that's been a takeaway for me is that I don't want to get caught up in like, is this enough or is this too small? Like if we can just do a bunch of these things that just adds to our community, you know, how, how great that is and how great that is just to be a part of. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when that new balance rep said you guys can be a beacon in the community of, of positivity and hope, I think you're uh, finding success with that. So, Thank you. and I think, uh, a lot of people listening to this, it'll probably open their eyes to the fact that um, a, a lot of the things, uh, just shopping with you guys can be uh, helpful to the community. Um, now, we know that you you didn't really have a retail background very, um, very much. I mean, I had like a read, like I'd worked retail uh, before, Yeah. but this is... Yeah, I did not know what I was doing. Well, man. Yeah. I, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I saw on a social media post somebody yeah. from from your company just retired. Steve, yeah. And you had mentioned that you know when you came into the job at point two, you kind of had to learn your way, mm -hmm. and he was helpful in that. So one of the things I wanted to kind of ask is over this last, I mean, it's almost been a decade. I mean, I know, technically, crazy. technically, I know. you can say decade. Yeah, you can. Um, over the last decade, what are some things that you you've learned as a, a business owner, maybe even as a, as a runner, um, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from, from being a part of the start of this, this small business? Yeah. So I think I can, I can definitely think back on things that I did wrong, like just as a newbie business owner. Um, and some of them are kind of funny. So like, I'll share like, you remember Vibrams, like those barefoot running shoes? Oh yeah. The toes. Okay. So we, we brought them in, which everybody was bringing them in, which was fine. 
Um, but then there was this moment where I realized that people were coming in, they were trying them on, they were leaving, and then I realized that everybody else was like liquidating their stock. And at the time, I was like, man, we're gonna be like exclusive, you know? We're gonna have the exclusive, until somebody pointed out to me that they were basically liquidating everything. And so they were like 50% off online and free shipping. And like, I was the dummy that had a stock room full of them. So I learned that like exclusive can be helpful if it's, you know, Wazelle or, or Rabbit. Like, you know, you've got some exclusivity but you also just need to pay attention to the market. So yeah. I, I learned that. I remember also at the beginning, um, all of the reps wanted to come see me and I was like, oh cool, I'm gonna get to meet all these people, I'm excited. Um, what I didn't realize is that you basically are writing, so like I'm writing footwear orders right now for next fall. Yeah. So you're writing everything six to 12 months out. So then they came and they handed all this stuff over to me and I remember um, we were living in our townhouse at the time and I was upstairs in our office and I was trying to figure everything out and like spend all this money. And um, I thought I was gonna go crazy. Like I just felt like I was weighing over my head. So there's definitely been things that I have learned. Um, but here's some, here's some things that I've taken away. Um, first, I think I, you have to figure out what is important to you. And so, you know, I mentioned culture and community. Those are the things that, that's the filter that I run every decision through. Like, is this gonna build a positive culture for my team? And is this gonna help my community? That could be my customers, that could be the people that we're donating to, that could be anything. Mm -hmm. So if you were to come to my office, you would see on my wall, um, and, in, and in my Newport News store as well, um, we have our, our mission and our team norms, which is how we treat each other, and that our vision. Um, so the vision has typically been tied to some type of an accolade, like oh, I wanna be like the premier store in Virginia. What COVID has shown me as we've kind of traveled is that I don't really care about accolades anymore. I care that my team is taken care of and that my community is taken care of. So really it, it, all, it all rises to the top. But I think that learning that over the last decade has helped me to just make more informed decisions and really understand what I need to do. The other thing that has been crucial in you know, taking us just down this road has been elevating the people around me. Like I'm, I am nothing without my team. Um, I, am, I work with the, the very best people and the, something that I'm really passionate about, and, and you'll, you've maybe seen this, but like I joke that we're like a chick company with a few good men. Yeah. Like if you look, like I've got a newborn news manager that's a woman, I've got a Chesapeake manager that's a woman. Um, but what I'm really passionate about is meeting people, finding out what they love, and then empowering them to just do it. And so when I, you know, I look at someone like Ruthie who, by the way, when we first met, she was like, hey, I just want like a 20 hour a week job, um, not looking for anything big. Um, and we have like a standing joke that I offered her a, a different job at that point, like like a bigger, um, but like now she runs the Newport News store mm -hmm. and crushes it and does yeah. a great job. And, and you know, Darlena started off part-time and now she's, she's doing a phenomenal job in the Chesapeake store. Um, I wanna elevate the people around me. I want them to feel like they can just keep growing and and do everything and that our success is shared. And so 
that's I think the takeaway for me is if you want to level up you've got to have the right people around you and you've got to let them do their thing that's beautiful I really enjoyed just listening to you talk just then thank you (laughs) that was awesome thank you I mean it's it's good stuff I mean and you can see you can see that you can see the things that you're saying you know you can see them come to fruition Um, now point two has a lot of cool ideas I Mm. think thank you now this is kind of a funny question okay but I know that you're the co-owner general manager Mm -hmm. these ideas do they come like from you or are they collaborative effort or Mm -hmm. like do you guys get around and try to come up with brainstorm or Mm -hmm. is it like a blend of all that stuff so it's a little bit of everything so I've, I've had like a couple good ideas but everybody else has too the best ideas that we have are typically when we sit around and we talk like yeah. our round table is you know the four of us right now sitting around and figuring out what we want to do i love that as a small business we can pivot pretty quickly so there have been times where i've like come in in the morning and i've been like hey guys i think we should launch this thing like today and mm-hmm. you know I'm sorry, but we're going to go ahead and do this. Um, But yeah, I have, um, I really believe that we have the best ideas when we just sit around together and we we figure stuff out. So I feel like, you know, a big part of my job is figuring out what's next, but Mm -hmm. the way that we do it, um, I want my team there. Like I I want them telling me like what they think and um, how we should go about it. And I want them to tell me if they think I'm crazy, you know, but um, yeah, I lean on them. They, yeah, they really two help. heads are always better than one. Forever or Let, four. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you this. Sometimes I'm doing plumbing, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm a good plumber. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I kind of am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'll be stuck on a job just thinking, man, this is going to be horrible. Like I can't figure this out. And my helper, who's who's only been there for like a couple months, will come up with some idea that just solves the whole thing. That's so and cool. And it's just yep. like. Just having a community there or having somebody there to help you solve these problems, mm-hmm. come up with creative ways to, um, to reach out to the community or, or, both, uh, or boost sales, mm-hmm. is, uh, it's just it's key. It's I, way better. Yeah, yeah, I think it's awesome. Now, we're going to get into the last segment okay. of this episode, and that is faves. Okay. Now, I made a huge mistake on my last podcast <laughs> okay. because I didn't ask... Jason Hallenbeck, mm-hmm. his favorite color. I might should do that. Mm. I might should go might live or something. Might need to do a follow up. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's pretty important. But, so I want to know what is your favorite yeah. color? It's purple all the way. Really? It's a strong color. It's beautiful, um, and it's just yeah. I'm going for it. Purple. For probably my my for probably ages ten mm-hmm. to twenty. Okay. That was my favorite. I color love that also. you know like. The- timeline of your favorite color. I do have a timeline. It just <laughs> changed again. What is it? I'm pink now. You're pink now. Well, you I went from red. Yeah, that's yeah I went yeah. from red to pink. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. pink is like yeah. super beautiful, especially like a pastel mm-hmm. light okay. like pink. I really like you that. I really like that. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I, I did but, it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Purple is a great color. I, I think it's okay. a good good choice. Good. Now, this one might throw you for a loop because yeah. I didn't give you any thinking time about oh, no. it. What's your favorite movie? Okay, this is bad because I don't have a favorite movie. I'm a, I'm terrible at watching movies. I don't get around to it very often. And when I do, like we've got Mulan on the agenda tonight. So um, 
My family yeah. loves Mulan. They've watched it several times yeah. since it came out. Are y'all watching a live one or the cartoon one? Um, we're watching the cartoon one. Yeah. No? The live? Uh-oh. I don't know. I just uh -oh. know Mulan's on the agenda. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, both of them are yeah. really good. So. Okay. Um, now, you do, you do know these are coming. Okay. So, what's your, you, we might have got this answer in episode one. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite race ever that you've ever run? I don't have one. I have a few. I really love um, the Gasparilla Half in Florida. So we would travel and run that. It's a big race. Afterwards, they like feed you with all this delicious Mexican food. All right. I mean, why not? And um, it's so, so much fun. Um, I also really like Christmas Town Dash. Okay. Um, so that is a race that, you know, it's, it's at Bush Gardens in Williamsburg and our team runs it together. We take a, a picture at the beginning. It's just kind of the start of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And so it would be actually happening. It's the virtual one this weekend. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that one. Um, and what else? So, oh, I love um, the Ucrops slash monument. It's, it's changed um, 10K in Richmond. That's been a that's so been a, cool. a regular answer. It's I just think so people good. love Richmond races. They're, the community just comes out so yeah. much, and that one in particular, like every single block that you go down, there's a different band or a performer, and it's just it's just really fun. So I gotta get to that one because of Forerunners podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna do every race in Richmond. <laughs> I, love I mean, it. except yeah. for the marathon distance. No more marathons. <laughs> okay. For me. Okay. All right. So, what is your favorite route to run? Do mm -hmm. you have a place that you like to train at? Yeah, so, I mean, I do have, like, the normal routes in my neighborhood, but I really love Nolan Trail. Mm. Um, it's challenging, and it's it's beautiful out there, and so I just, it's close to my house. So mm -hmm. I can just pop on and do that, and I really enjoy it. Nolan Trail's a great place. I'll tell you this. We did the um, we did the Hampton Roads Full Tour Challenge, and majority of people, when it came to Newport News, mm -hmm. chose the Nolan Trail. Mm -hmm. And while they thought it was beautiful, I got a lot of... Thoughts that it was the hardest place yeah. to run here. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's ups um, and downs. It'll beat you up if you're not ready for it. That's why I like it because you feel like you've accomplished something at yeah. the end of it. I have fun running through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't have fun during the Hampton Roads Full Tour Challenge. And I think the reason is because a lot of people saved it for last. Mm. And when you're doing five miles a day, yeah. you're kind of beat up by that time. Yeah. And it's not fun to run mm -hmm. when you're not fresh. Yeah, no, I understand that. <laughs> but Nolan Trail is gorgeous. We had one guy. I might have said this on podcast. Uh, Jonathan Zapata, he went up there and ran at 4.30 a.m. Oh, with a headlamp and said he saw upwards of 30 deer. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe that. The deer are out there. And so if you're up that early, too, you're, when, you're ready. Yeah. When, when I went this year, it, it was turtles. There mm. were so many turtles this mm -hmm. year. There yeah. hasn't been in the past, I didn't think. but. All right, so this is going to be a great question to ask you as a business owner of a running store. Yeah. What are your favorite mm, shoes? Thank you for not making me pick one. Um, so I'm, I love the Cloud Flow by On. I love the Brooks Glycerin. New Balance Fresh Foam 1080. And Brooks Adrenaline. Nice. Yeah. You have a couple go-tos then. I do. Do you and keep those all in a rotation? They're all in rotation. And um, yeah, I mean, I remember when I first went to a specialty running store, like... 15 years ago, um, I ended up in a pair of like A6 2100 series, and that was that was my pair of shoes, right? Because like when you're not working at a running store, maybe you just have that one pair. And I loved them; it made such a big difference. But now that I've 
you know, have the store and been there for so long. Um, I, I just can't pick one. Nice. I just have to have a lot of them. Nice. Now, I did miss a question that yeah. I had planned on right, uh, uh, asking you. And I think this is, might be a perfect time for it. Um, if you had a message that you wanted to give Hampton Roads runners about Point Two Running Company, what would that message be? You've given a lot of messages through this thing, I think, some strong ones. But if there's, if you had to sum it up, what would be what you would have to say to our runners about Point Two? So I would say that. Um, Point to exists to encourage the people in our community to take that next step. And that's who we've been from day one, and that's who we continue to be. Um, and we, you know, sometimes I'll hear that people maybe were uncomfortable coming through the front door because it says running company on it. And I just want to encourage people that wherever you're at in your journey of being active, like you have a place in our store, um, you're going to be welcomed, we're going to be excited for you. And we just want to, you know, encourage you in that. So, Olivia, what's up, girl? <laughs> you want to say hi to everybody? Oh, she's too shy. She's too shy. Oh, we'll yeah. we'll let, let her voice be her hello. My uh, fluffy cat's next to her right now. She's gotten more friendly with her, <laughs> it looks like. So, well, that's great. I think you've sent a lot of messages about Point Two that are strong, powerful, beautiful, I've thoroughly enjoyed learning more about the store, and I think our listeners will too. So I appreciate the time you've given us today, and uh, I hope that uh, that this spreads that message and that you you'll see some even more people from our community come come uh, check it out. Well, thank so. you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Yes, awesome. So if you're like me. After hearing this conversation with Andrea about Point Two Running Company, you're both moved and impressed by the work they're doing and the things that they're using that company to do uh, for the good of the community. As the husband of a wife and as the father of a daughter, I am particularly impressed and happy that Point Two uh, has a hallmark of empowering women, whether it's through supporting the companies that put out apparel that are owned by women, or whether it's through um, empowering women to lead the companies uh, and through management or ownership. I also find myself being constantly impressed by the creative ways that they give back to the community, that they show support of the community uh, and things of that nature. So. If you haven't ever visited Point Two, I recommend that you open your hearts to them and uh, give them a shot. They have great things going on there, great products, great team, and obviously an amazingly wonderful, very sweet, kind, and intelligent uh, owner named Andrea. For now, this is Danny signing off. Godspeed.